As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome in to hear that podcast growling presented by Visa Network, working for everyone. Paul Diener Jr. and Jay Morrison of The Athletic are here with you for now, just the two of us, Jay. But this is a special big show, a large, giant, mega mock draft draft spectacular event. Sounds like a good, concise name for what today's show is going to be. <laughs> Very excited about it. I am, too, because I... It, I wanted. I thought I was going to get two chances to be a part of something like this. I, I did the athletic beat writers mock draft this week, and I felt like the teacher in Ferris Bueller saying, "Bueller, Bueller, anyone." I I wanted to trade back, and nobody would play ball. I, I thought the way the that that draft came out, it was going to be a no brainer to trade back at thirty one, and as I said, nobody was interested. And I ended up making the pick there, but um, th- this one will be much more interactive and fun uh, as opposed to sitting there asking for people's interest and getting nothing. Uh, this is going to be fun. We have Jeff Hobson from Bengals.com, James Erpine from Sports Illustrated and Locked on Bengals, Jake Liskow from Locked on Bengals, Mo Egger, of course, joining us in our spot uh, from ESPN 1530 are all coming in along with myself and Jay, and we are doing a mock draft of the first three rounds of where the the Bengals will be picking the universe of players that we've created and where the Bengals will be picking and including a round one B which is basically if they traded back a little bit, now you would have another six players off the board and you're in a different universe of, okay, you're picking from different guys. Are you giving stuff up or you're not giving stuff up? And we're going to kind of talk our way through that and see what we learn, see what comes of this. And I, I liked this group because I wanted people from some a little bit of different angles. Obviously, Jake and James 
on their show are have gone heavy on draft content. They're, they're very familiar with all this. Mo brings the brings uh, the fun, the attitude, and a little bit of the high energy of it. Of from a fan point of view too, and and Butch kind of from the Bengals point of view and seeing things through that eyes. And then Jay and I, you, you're familiar with what we've been doing. A lot of, kind of I think different perspectives on this draft and this team, uh, working from different angles. And everybody does such outstanding work. Uh, I like the idea of getting us all together to do this. So we're gonna go through this draft and. We're through the first round, there are going to be some names that are not available. So I, I took everybody that was in the consensus of not going to be available. That is the consensus big board that Arif Hassan did uh, that takes all the mock drafts everywhere and Dane Brugler's uh, top 25. So anybody that wasn't in the top 25 of either of those is potentially available to create essentially lists. That means some of the names that you see the Bengals linked to are not available. Uh, Zion John, here's just the end is Jordan Davis, Zion Johnson, Traylon Burks, Tyler Linderbaum, George Karlaftis. These are some, and there's a bunch of other names at the top that you're probably familiar with are, are not available. They, they are, they're not part of part of this, uh, this discussion. Um, and so, these are the groups of people that you're going to be choosing from the rest of the draft, and we'll go through it and see see what it turns out, see what it feels like, and 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 what how that all goes. We've got a lot more content. Before we get into that, I want to remind everybody we have a ton coming to you this weekend. The draft starts Thursday, Friday, then Saturday afternoon, um, eight o'clock on Thursday night. The first round starts. We are going to have a live room for you at eleven fifteen a.m. on Thursday, early lunch hour. Bring your questions. Come up onto the app. If you're a subscriber, you can ask questions. Um, we're going to be there for you, answering all your draft questions. Our mock drafts are out. Uh, Big Board is out. Uh, our draft debates are out. All this stuff is up on the site. Uh, $1 per month deal still going on right now. Uh, we'll have essentially the walkout for you every night. Uh, so we'll we'll when the draft round ends, when that draft day ends, we will uh, post a podcast each night recapping what we learned, what happened, yada, yada, yada. Very excited about that. Next Monday, we will have another live room. Just keep an eye out for that. We have all your questions about everything that went down over the weekend. And then next Tuesday, May 3rd at 7 p.m. at 50 West Brewing Company, come have some delicious beer. Listen to me, myself, and Jay, and Bengals Director of College Scouting, Mike Potts, talking through the path to the Bengals draft and very excited about that event. Going to be great to have Mike joining us. And uh, he is um, a fantastic guy to listen to. So intelligent, such a great job uh, in his role there. And it's going to be fantastic to have him on the show. I'm looking forward to the live show next week. Without further ado, Jay, let's bring everybody in and let's see what the hell happens. Here we go. It's time for HTPG's large, giant, mega mock draft. Draft spectacular event. Staring at all the faces that have come together, it's just a who's who of Cincinnati media right now. I'm just, I'm excited to be doing it. We've got James Rapine, Sports Illustrated, Locked On Bengals. James, what's up, buddy? What's going on, everybody? It's, uh, it's, it's my holiday. Should I wear a Santa hat on, on Thursday? To Paul oh, Stadium. That's Santa hat. Question. Do you have the Krusty Krab sweatshirt? Wear one to the long necks, please. That would be great. 
Yeah, I guess Love I it. could Mo- do that too. Of, of course, Mo is here in his, in his uh, normal slot. Mo, what's going on? Because I'm the guy you want to participate in a mock draft. Yes. I'm that guy. This is, boy, this is right in my wheelhouse. That's what I'm talking about. This is, I wanted people from all different corners and perspectives, and yours is the one of just make sure Punt God ends up on my team. Correct. Yes. If I, if I, if I achieve that, basically the rest of draft week is gravy. Uh, Jake, let's go. Uh, locked on Bengals, buddy. 7 a.m. in Vancouver right now. Shout out to you. We're awake. We're drafting. I, I mean, I'm proud of you. I'm proud We're of doing you. It. This is, I say before we started, I don't know what this is dedication to, but it's dedication. Yeah, and yeah. I said, I don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> but you're <laughs> here, and I appreciate it. Uh, Butch Hobson, Jeff, what's going on, buddy? Leon Hall. Oh, I'm not up yet. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm not up yet. Sorry. Okay. Leon Hall. I thought we were, thought we were picking. Sorry. The Bengals would love to come away with a little Leon Hall. Uh, There's a Leon one. Hall clone in this draft. So. Oh, mm-hmm. See, James is already calling out who he's got his comps to. Wait, I who is it. it? Who's your Leon Hall clone? Oh, is don't it? steal. What? No, I think no, I know. No, I mean, wait, I think wait, I know. Wait, All right, wait, we won't. Wait. We won't let it go. Here's a, we got. So here's here's how it's working. Kind of explained it before uh, we started. So quickly, we're we're, we're going to have a the snake draft, Bengals mock draft draft. It's how many times you can say draft. Uh, to make it interesting. Uh, and so we have the first round pick universe uh, of names are out there. Uh, essentially, we, we've narrowed it down and uh, there's a list of names. It's basically between the mid 20s. Anybody that could possibly slip that wasn't on Dane Brugler's or the consensus mock draft top 25. Anybody that was outside of either one of those is available to go for in the first round. We're going to do the first round twice. The first round snake through is essentially if they pick at 31, and we're going to snake back with a round 1B where we kind of play out, if they've moved back a little bit, some of the other names that we'd be picking through. Feel free to let your feelings out. Discuss amongst yourselves, berate, like any good draft should be. I, I, I count on you for that. Mo, it's kind of why you're here. Just berate people or get berated? Either way, really, okay. I just feel like just be. I, I like you being. I feel like you're here to to mix that up for me. Sure, that's what. I, that's the only reason I'm here. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think berate's available in the third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but first, we have to select our draft order, and I have a fun one. This is for people that are listening. This is good trivia, and I think it's going to be a fun one for us to do. So I want you all to think of your answers, and we'll go through and uh, shout that. We'll see who can get closest here. From 2003 to 2020, 90 Bengals were drafted in the first four rounds. How many of those did not or have not started a single game in the NFL? How many of the 90 drafted from 2003 to 2020 did not or have not started a single game. Whoever can get closest can pick their spot in the snake. Does anybody have, uh, does everybody have their answer? Have we, have we locked it in? Has everybody locked in their, their answer here or locked on for the case of you two? Sure. Sure. You yeah, in? I have an answer. All right, yeah, you're I'm in. All right, let's start. Number. James, James, what do you say? 
the, the idea of Margus Hunts and Cedric of way he's starting is ridiculous. And I think they did. But they've so. got starts. Yeah, exactly. Which is insane because they were awful picks. Uh, let's go with lucky number seven. I'll say seven. It's probably too low. Seven from James. Jake? I was going to go like 30, but I think 19. Oh. 19 from Jake. Jay? I'm going to go 24. 24 from Jay. Mo. I was going to say 19. I no longer can, so I'll bump it up to 20. 20. Butch. 30. Butch says 30. Okay. 30. The answer 30, is bad. 11. Oh. Mm. Only 11. Never mm. started a game. Who wants the list? I, I do. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> the list of 11. Famous Bengals draft picks. Malik Jefferson. Everyone's oh. PJ Dawson. Let's just run down the third round line. Perfect clone. <laughs> Will Clark. Um, uh, one of my personal favorites, Sean Moonlight. Porter. Moonlight Sean Porter. One Sean snap. Porter. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Devin still never started a game, believe it or not. Dante Moak. Oh, Jonathan Luigs, Center of the future. Uh, oh Matthias God. Askew. Dennis Weather Dennis Weathersby, who was shot, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. I believe. Corner. They drafted him in 03, right? Was it 03 yeah. or 04? Something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. Marcus Hardison, who had like one of the great preseason games, and we hyped him up for three years after that. And Kenny Irons, who had the unfortunate wow. injury. There's yeah. your eleven. Okay, so our closest. So James, you are the closest. Uh you get to pick where you want to go in the snake. I have a beef first. Uh oh. Already? <laughs> Yeah, I gotta tell you, I misheard the question. I thought it was I, I thought it was starts. Did I not say starts? Yeah, it was starts, I, I, but I was counting starts. Jake Elliott, Evan McPherson, Kevin Huber. I was counting specialists as they don't get they they don't officially start. Oh, we said rounds one through four. Round through four. Okay, never mind. Beef cancer. Already, misplaced beef already. <laughs> I kind of misheard the question, but that's okay. I'll pick last. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It. It's all right. Uh, uh, we're we're going to tell your bosses that you said 30 of 90. 30. You <laughs> think 30 guys didn't even get a start. Clearly, the answer would indicate that I didn't get the question. <laughs> yeah. Well, this yes, for you, you know, you you had one of those questions for Zach Taylor on Monday that he didn't quite get the question. So it kind of goes the other way here. That's what we do. We do exactly. Uh, James, what do you got? Where's your spot? Andrew Luck. Oh, uh, first. First, you want to go first? All right. Yeah. James is going first. Okay. Uh, Jake, where's your spot? I'll take third. Third. All right. Jay. Or no, Mo. Excuse me, Mo. You're next. Well, see, now Jake's in my head because he didn't choose to pick second. So, yeah, but what, why pick, would you not want to do that? Yeah, I don't know. See, already head games being played. We haven't even started. <laughs> uh, I'll That's why I woke second. up at seven in the morning, Mo. Yeah, you'll go, you'll go second. I'll pick second. Okay. Uh, Jay. Yeah, I'll go fourth. Okay. All right, Butch. It's already done, right? Like uh, I will. I'm taking whatever spot is left. So go ahead, you, take, you, you I, can go I, last and get and get the and, and do the full snake, or you can go to the next to last spot. It's up to you. I'll go last. Go last. All right. Okay. 
I deserve so, it for that, for that answer. I had prepared a tiebreaker. I won't make everybody do it with me, but I had also how many of those 90 started 100 or more games? How many do you think that number is? Any idea? Four. A hundred or more? hundred or more starts amongst that same 90. Wait, for the Bengals or for any NFL? Anywhere team? in the NFL. Mm. hundred or more starts Ten. anywhere in the NFL amongst that uh, 90. Actually, I'm going to say I'm going to go 11. Yeah, yeah I was going to say not, four, 11 sure. also. It's 17. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I was say it's four, a pretty it's good. It's a pretty good, uh, pretty good number to have 17. Here's that list. Andrew Whitworth, Domata Pecco, Jonathan Joseph, Carson Palmer, Kevin Zeitler, Andy Dalton, AJ Green, Gino Atkins, Eric Steinbeck, Carlos Dunlap, Michael Johnson, Jermaine Gresham, Leon Hall. Yep. Already Leon. mentioned Clint Bowling, Ray Maluga, Robert Gathers, Madee Williams. There's your 17. Bengals trivia right off the bat for everybody. Uh, all right, that means first pick amongst the group that we have here, which has some that obviously will not be there, but potential sliders probably makes it. I don't know. I'm curious where you're going to go, James. James, what's your strategy here with the first pick? BPA. That's it's always been my strategy. That's right? it. You take you take the best player available, and you, right. you know me, I, I always lean offense. So you know, you you're leaning know. offense. I, no, 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 just in general, right? I, I'm a, I'm about offense. I'm about points. You're so. about points. Clearly, I'm taking a running back. <laughs> Clear, clearly. I mean, I don't know how you don't, right? You, I know, you have right? to. I didn't even it's put him on take, the list. I Honestly, yeah. I didn't even think to put him on the list. I just left him off. But so, I mean, so if you want to, you can go. You I'm can looking go. here. It's one of these cornerbacks, safety slash defensive back, defensive lineman, linebackers, offensive line, wide receiver. So I'm limited to those spots. So really You're not only limited. Two. I just only listed them because I didn't think anybody would actually want to draft a running back. But if you want to do that, you can do that. No, it's okay. Uh, th- this to me, let me look over this list to make sure. But if this is how it plays out, I think the Bengals would go with one of the corners. But to me, if Daxton Hill's still available, on this list, and I'm not going to name everybody, I think he's clearly the best player available. And so with that, and no, he's not the Leon Hall clone, but I, I think he would be BPA in this scenario. Give me a little Daxton Hill. Daxton who, Hill. Uh, can play some three sa- three uh, safety looks as a rookie, playing the nickel a bit, and uh, who knows? He's a good tackler, by the way, so he could play alongside Jesse Bates, you know, if they can find a way to, to work out a long-term deal. So you don't. He's not the Leon clone, Leon Hall clone, though. No, for you, no, no. There's no actually true. I, I was. There's no true. I thought Leon you were Hall going clone. with the Michigan if, if connection was, and playing it all the way out. If if there was, then I, I would take it because you know if you could find Leon Hall at 31, it's a steal. Uh, you know, I sure. don't necessarily think there's a Leon Hall clone, but I think Daxton Hill is better than you know, any of those corners. Yeah, like it. Okay, uh, Mo, you are up next with some- well. I just want to say this really quickly. Uh, yesterday, I had Solomon Wilcox on my show, and I, I threw him the, hey, uh, of all the guys that have been connected to the Bengals that uh, they may want to take at 31, which is the player who interests you the most? And he said, running back Brees Hall. And wow. just stopped me and I think the entire audience on our tracks. So <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he said that really? He did, yes. Oh and I even, I even sort of like, <laughs> at the end of it, I'm like, well, you know, they, they could maybe – get him in the second round if they make a trade. And he took that and ran with it. But I, you talk about answers. I was not prepared for <laughs> that. I've, 
Question: <laughs> Phil Castellini to me, number one, and uh, Solomon Wilcox talking about a running back, number two. So, um, if if you want to see Jake just lose it, put a camera on him and have the Bengals take Brees Hall thirty first overall. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh it'd be great if they. It would God. actually be great if they did it like in the in the COVID draft where you had the screenshot of all the Bengals behind Raj, all the Bengals fans, <laughs> and they all just do one of do like the old uh, everybody uh, in New York yeah. booing the Jets with their hands on their heads. That would I think that's what it would look like. Well, well, Solly introduced that into the conversation yesterday. So <laughs> cool. it's good to have that. I've, you know, I've you seen need that all mocked angles. somewhere. One person I don't remember who it was mocked oh Brees God. Hall to the Bengals at thirty one. Well, I think we might know who. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mo, it, it's your it's your choice. You are up with the second one here in the first round. All right, I, I like the idea of adding a corner who long term can be uh, perhaps a, a CB one, if you will. While in the short term, just giving them the possibility of having a really, 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 really good, as James would say, cornerback room. Uh, and so I'm intrigued by the possibilities at that position. What is devastating, I think, to a lot of folks listening to this is that uh, Tyler Linderbaum is not on our board because holy hell, over the last two months, uh, <laughs> I think I've heard from somebody every single day who wants Tyler Linderbaum, who probably couldn't pick him out if he walked into their living room. So that is devastating, I think, for a lot of people listening to this. But uh, I'm going to take the guy that I think many would agree, and I'm sure there's dissent there, but uh, as the best corner on the board right now, and that's obviously Andrew Booth from uh, Clemson, if we're using the uh, the Dane Brugler draft board, which is a, a handy dandy guide that everybody here is referred to. I just I like the idea of those four corners next year. Um, it, it's cliche to say it, but the Browns are now better at passing the football. The AFC as a whole is now better at passing the football. You cannot have enough corners. I'm looking for long term solutions to be. Uh, you know, major contributors. And in the short term, if at the very least, he is the fourth best corner on this team. And I would argue that he might be far better than that at day one. I really like that possibility. So I'm going to go Andrew Booth. I like that pick. It's, it's, it's a solid pick. If he's there, I mean, that's really going to be yeah. the question with Booth, I think, mm -hmm. is if he survives to that point is, you know, there's so many teams that I think that have cornerback needs right in front of the Bengals that you wonder, if he if he will make it if he does he cer certainly seems to fit but you never know how teams have these corners ranked like you know it could be any it could be any order it could be Gordon over somebody else I mean people actually the Denzel Ward draft where people were stunned Denzel Ward went well people have different rankings than you possibly think that they do you never know how it's going to go or how they're going to have them ranked especially when you get to guys that have warts in the, in the late 30s uh Jake you're up 
Yeah, and the reason Andrew Booth, I don't think, is is as high for some teams is he didn't test and he had that surgery like a week before the combine. So when the Bengals mm-hmm. brought him in for that top thirty visit, I can't imagine he worked out for them either. He was a week or two off the surgery, so the Bengals haven't seen his athleticism quantified via running around in circles on a football field, which tells us a lot. Uh, (laughs) I'm sticking at corner given the list we have available to us here. And Kyer Elam is actually my second corner based on the process that we do every year, or it's really close between him and Kyler Gordon actually. And Kyer Elam with that four, three, nine speed coming. He had that injury against Alabama that really colored the rest of his year. That was something that I learned about maybe a week ago that he got hurt in that game. But you go back to his freshman and sophomore tape and his early tape as a junior, and you talk about CV one of the future, Kyer Elam could be that. And if not, I really like his chance to be a solid CV2 beside Chidobe Awuzie in the Bengal secondary. Like it. Um, Jay? I'm not sure what would stun me more if this guy was available at 31 or the fact that he's still there at four in this little exercise, but I'm, I'm going Devonte Wyatt. I don't think there's any chance he falls to 30. He's getting closer and closer in a lot of these mocks, but I just, I, I think, I think that's the biggest hole is, is that three technique behind BJ Hill. They, they, I know people don't love Eli Apple, but he, he does. He was a first round pick. He did play well at times last year. Uh, new cornerback coach, another second year in the system. I, I just don't think corner is as pressing a need as is getting more depth on the interior of that D line. And Devontae Wyatt, if, if he falls there, they, it just feels like they have to take him. Jay, what do you make of the three domestic violence accusations or charges in his past? Do you think the Bengals would pull the trigger there? I mean, a year ago, two years ago, probably no, but they've they can take some more chances now. They they've got a culture in place. Um I I'm sure they have vetted those. Maybe they've crossed him off their board. Maybe they know something I don't. Um they are still charges at this point. But yeah, I just strictly on a talent point from a talent standpoint, I mean, he just best player available. That's it. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think he's BPA here, especially with those guys gone. I would imagine on their board, if I had to guess, that Hill and Wyatt are ahead of Elam and Booth. So Jay, the two Jays, well, two of the three Jays, I guess, are ahead of Jake and, and Mo in my eyes, as far as BPA goes. Anyways, that's me talking trash in a, a mock. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, what? Ha- oh, go- I'm sorry. I was I was answering a text. Were you you throwing shade at me? Yeah, Jay. Jay <laughs> picked a, a player that's ahead of the player you picked, even yeah. though you had the second pick and he had the fourth pick. Yeah, Good value. Okay. Mom. Well, sure, that's what I do. Loser. <laughs> yeah, <it's> uh, <laughs> I, I will say um, I'm I'm the loser, and you've done 42 mock drafts in the last month. But <laughs> three, okay. three oh, mocks, three. Okay. three. No. Sure, it's a very now standard four. number. It's a very standard number. Um, <laughs> I talked to somebody who had done 30 since the beginning of college football season yesterday, and it made were they paid for, for all 30? Everyone. Were they paid per mock draft? Yes, it's all he does. Okay, that's fine. Well, that then I totally get R- Ryan Wilson, CBS Sports, my guy. I love Ryan, but. He basically does mock drafts year round. It's, it's wild. Uh, I have uh, this name seems to keep showing up every time I have to make a pick because the people are always crossed off in front of me. Whether it's I did Sam Farmers, we've done our we did our beat writer mock draft. This keeps happening, uh, and I keep picking him. 
Uh, so Logan Hall, uh, Houston. Yeah. Yep. I, 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 it's just the, the versatility of him to be able to play inside, outside, do different stuff for you, and be that sort of uh, Swiss Army knife that Luana Rumo says he loves so much and uses so much with all the way they go multiple, and he's just uh, he's just a player, you know. So I'm I'm going with him. And uh, it just it seems like he keeps ending up in that realm, realm for me. He could be very much a, you know, 1B available on the trade back type guy, too. But um, I just think he fits somewhere they need. And I actually really I like the corners in the next round better than I like the defensive tackles as the draft goes on by a lot. And so for me, that's why I, I would even have a lean towards the, some of the defensive tackles in the first round if it was a tiebreaker between two guys you had graded evenly. Maybe I'll Yeah, it's a shallow. Point. It's a shallow DT class. Yeah. So and if you know if you got to check that box. Early. You know what I mean? If you know you got to check that box and you've got two yep. guys that are the same, like I I look at and I said I like this idea this exercise is when we'll go into this universe of players in the next round, which position would you rather be feeling like you really you want to get? Mm-hmm. Corner or defensive tackle mm-hmm. there or in the third round even? Corner defensive tackle. I just you, you feel much better about the corners that would be available there. I I think if you're like me, you still need both. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But you got time. You got time. All right, Butch. Two, we have uh, two picks for you. So it'll yeah. it'll we'll it will come back and do round one yeah. B, which is kind of like if they traded back. Uh, yeah. So you can you can pick one here, and then we'll pick another one. Two names. Can I? It probably be the same guy. Because that's where we are right now. I've uh, all you guys have, uh, and deservedly so, because of my answer. But I'm looking at like the 36, 37, 38 pick right now. Because Jay's exactly right. I mean, Wyatt's the pick there. If Wyatt's there, you got to take him. And uh, you know, Mo and uh, Mo and James are exactly right about uh, and Jake about absolutely needing corner depth. So I'm going to go. Probably going to reach a little bit here, but I'm going to go with. Uh, Jalen Petriat at Baylor. A little high for him, but uh, I got to come out of this thing. Got to come out of this thing with a corner, a safety, and an edge and uh, in the first four rounds. So uh, I think this is the best shot for versatility here. Uh, seems to check all the boxes character-wise, football IQ. Uh, Logan Hall's a Swiss Army knife, so, so is this kid. Problem is, I guess they don't think he can play outside. Uh, more, he's a safetyish, but he's, he's, he's I guess he's a safetyish guy. But they believe he can be a slot. He can uh, he can play the slot. So, um, you know, not great at thirty one, but since I'm picking at like thirty eight, I think he's a good pick there. I like that. I mean. Where I mean that's just the the corner edge safety. I mean, do you, wh- do you think how how willing do you think edge ends up being? I mean, there's there's a lot of guys. I mean, you, that yeah, could very easily be best player available. I mean, they, yeah, there's a lot of guys. I think it's the toughest. I think it's the outside of quarterback. It may be the toughest position to project because it's so different than college. You know, I mean, uh, and in the last five years, because the tackles are different now. I mean, the offensive tackles, the way they play the game, it's it's, it's seven on seven. So that's, uh, you know, how, how big are these guys? And and the great ones range from 250 to 300, you know, mm-hmm. and who's going to who's going to take it to the next step? It's really I mean, I think these guys have had a high time figuring out since the last edge they drafted was 21, you know, in the first round was 21 years ago. 
So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, you know, I think pick. I think there. I think Petrie's probably probably among the safest safest bets because once you get into the edge, I mean, I think that's that's really that's really tough. Another guy. Uh, uh, have I got another pick if they trade back? So right this now? W- this will basically so be a, a separate first round. So this wouldn't yeah. count. The, the first round pick has no effect on this one B. Right. This so is I as if they moved people. back and right. you never made the first round that you already okay. did. You're picking okay. from a totally different universe now. Who you have the you have the first pick here amongst the remaining. Because I would say Pichu would be great for a trade back, but yeah. since I already picked him, I guess I can't pick him here. But another talking about edges would be the kid from Penn State uh, if they traded back. Uh, Arnold, I'm not even gonna. Mo, help me out. You're the, you're the. Abicady, huh? Abicady, Arnold Abicady. It's easy yeah. for you to say, but you know he's a guy. He checks all their boxes too. He's got a lot of experience. He transferred from Temple, played a lot of football, and I think uh, you know the fact that he kind of made an easy transition in, into that level with the playbook and everything. I mean, he was a re- he was a real factor. Uh, you know. Um, a lot of what he had nine and a half sacks had 18 tackles for loss. So, you know, I, I think at that point, you know, if we're trading back, he'd be a good fit for them on the edge. I'll go uh, with Kyler Gordon and mm-hmm. check that off. I just, he, he's kind of one of those that stands out if the tra- if you trade back, you know, so you just taking a corner there. I, if, if it's one of those three amongst Booth, Elam and Gordon, you get one of those three, you get into a guy like McCreary, we're going to have to sit here and have to talk about arm length and all that stuff. These are guys that have, they check all the physical boxes, they have production, they're kind of that next tier. You want one out of those three if you're aiming for a corner and you, you know one of those top defensive tackles are, are gone. And I, I think, and that, that's kind of the, the view of where this is at right now. You're, you're tempted by going elsewhere, but I, I just think it's, as for me, as simple as Gordon being one of the last from a, a, a tier that hits you both in a positional need and uh, a high tier. Uh, Jay, you're coming back. I mean, who would have thought a couple months ago that we would have had how many picks is it now? Eight and uh, not a single offensive lineman. But I'm tempted with Kenyon Green. But I, I still I think that's a 50-50 proposition. If you take one of those guys, whether they beat out Jackson Carmen, and then it's it, it looks like a bad pick if, if the guy doesn't win a starting your first round pick doesn't win a starting job. That said, they there's a good chance that a lot of these guys are going to be drafted for depth, and, and that's where I'm going to go. I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to stick at three technique and go Travis Jones. I just think that's another guy. He's ascending team captain that they love. Yes, there's some warts. Um, but I, I just think that that position, they, I mean, you, you need someone there to play. If BJ, anything were to happen to BJ Hill, they are stuck. I mean, yeah, you can move Sam Hubbard in there. You can move cam sample in there, but to get a true three technique, I think is, is their number one need. So I'm going to double down there and, and take Travis Jones after taking Devonte Wyatt. All right, Jake, you're up. I like Lewis sign. At this point, very athletic, hard-hitting safety, can move around, has some versatility. I'm also tempted by Kenyon Green there, Jay, but the Bengals don't draft offensive linemen whose shuttle times are 5-1-2 at the Combine, and that is what Kenyon Green ran. So 
they think he's more athletic on tape. I think a lot of evaluators think he's more athletic on tape, but I'm not sure how they feel about that shuttle time for Kenyon Green. So Lewis Sign is your pick. It is. The safety early, I mean, that's a it's a hard BPA. You know, I mean, it, you're, you're you're that's a definitely a future pick. You know, I mean, and it's like, but you're you play the three safeties. You can you can do things, other things with him, and he's your long term safety of the future. And then you get into p- premium positional value. What What is the value of even a safety in general? But obviously, the dude was a hell of a player for Georgia. Yeah, they play with three safeties all the time. Both of their safeties contracts, starting safety contracts expire next year. And, and then I'm looking at definitely some of the defensive linemen still available. And if you're truly going BPA and ignoring positional value, I think N'Kobe Dean is screaming at me a little bit too. But I care a lot about positional value, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Mo, you are you are up. I'll pull the trigger on Kenyon Green mainly because I have no idea what a shuttle time is. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> Tyler Shelvin ran a faster one than Kenyon Green. You, can you give me your best guess of what a shuttle time is? Um, so I took my daughter to Kings Island last year, and we jumped on that shuttle in the back of the parking lot. It took three minutes and 15 seconds to get to the gate. That's I don't know. I don't care. Kenyon Green ran the shuttle in three minutes, 30 seconds, Mo. So go ahead. (laughs) Fantastic. Here's drive the shuttle. It's how quick you quickly you can acquire a shuttle by waving one down, kicking the driver out, taking it over and circling around a park. Trust me. If you have ridden on that shuttle, (laughs) you want to do that. You, you want to throw the man off and you want to get to your car as quickly as possible. Uh, He's played both guard positions. He's been an all SEC guy. He has uh, over 30 college or close to uh, 35 college starts. Um, That's good enough for me. I I love the idea of drafting for more offensive line depth. I love the idea of putting a guy in there in the left guard derby. And certainly it does look bad if if your, your first round pick doesn't win the gig, but it also might be a sign that Jackson Carmen is as good as they thought last year. Their depth was significantly tested on the offensive line last season. We certainly saw it late. So if I could add uh, a guy that many believe is the best guard in this draft, then Let's do that. Let's do that. And he will play. He will probably be on the field at some point. And okay, if he doesn't make the team this year, that is as much of a statement about what you have as it is an indictment about what you've drafted. I'm willing to take the hit if he doesn't make, if he doesn't start early. And my guess is he will be on the field. So I'm going to go Kenyon Green and uh, I'll figure out the shuttle time later. <laughs> uh, I James, do note here that he did not run the three cone drill, which devastates me because I was going to go back and watch that after this. <laughs> Kenyon's three cone drill. Hey, Mo, what are you doing this afternoon? Just watching some fat dude's three cone drill. Make sure I got the mock draft pick right. There's a there's a special version of torture that's just having to sit down and watch offensive linemen run three cone drills over and over again for, yeah. for days on end. Uh, James, you've got to you've got to finish it out here. I I think this is an in, this is interesting to be in your spot because I. Th- if the Bengals are, if everyone says trade back, right? And I think this is the situation you find yourself in is okay. I love having the extra picks in those middle rounds, if whatever you added, but now you're sitting here and this is your board. Did you feel like, you feel like maybe you moved back too far because now you're staring at names like this, James? No, I, I, I don't think I'm bad, but I mean, you know, compared to where you were picking Daxton Hill and Andrew Booth and the names we we're talking about at the top of this, how, how big maybe the difference is. Or maybe sure. you don't think it is that big. No, I, I I don't. I mean, so I, I'm kind of torn here, and, and there's two guys. And 
do I want to stick with BPA or do I want to address a need? And so I know the Bengals need a corner and they, they want a corner. And so I'm going to be realistic, I think. And because I went with BPA, Daxton Hill, but if they move back, uh, it's tough. I'm torn between two guys, Roger McCreary and Nicobe Dean. And they're both there. Dean would be higher on the board. Roger McCreary, I get the length concerns, but he's got great ball skills. And I like if you told me in three years that he's better than Booth or Elam or better than some of those corners that that went ahead of him, it, it wouldn't shock me. Um, so I, I'm really torn here. And it, we really just need to ask the Bengals if they plan on extending Jermaine Pratt, because if they don't, then I would take N'Kobe Dean. If if they do, or if they're going to extend Logan Wilson next offseason, which I think is probably going to happen regardless, but you still want a couple linebackers, uh, you know, you go the the McCreary route. So that's the route I'm going to go. I think in real life, you probably go N'Kobe Dean, especially BPA. So I'll make that known, but I'm going to go with Roger McCreary here. Great ball skills and uh, a guy that I think could push Eli Apple really from the jump. And I'm not sure if all the corners that have been taken would do that. I, I wonder about putting McCreary outside, you know, just because of the length, you know, I mean, how much he needs to be an inside guy, or maybe it's not. I think he can do both. Yeah. I think he can do both. And, and so that's, that's the part of it, but honestly, given the past three corners, the Bengals have drafted in the first round and, and some of that's unlucky. Uh, I think Eli Apple's lining up at corner round one or in week one anyways. And I've been trying to hammer that home for people that think that they're just going to find this guy who's going to just crush Eli Apple and, and take his job. I don't know if that's going to happen. At least not, maybe not an opening day. Yeah, exactly. Maybe week maybe five. by week seven. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're, you're talking a month into the season all of a sudden. And that's when that type of stuff uh, tends to happen. All right. Let's just take a quick break. Let's quickly just go through these these next couple a couple of rounds here, and and just to get a feel for kind of what that next level looks like. So here, uh, we're we're moving down, and Butch, it'll be back to you uh, coming across here, and you've got the second round, this second round universe of players. We're using uh, Dane's mock yeah. draft, which this will be anybody between fifty three and eighty four, or really anybody after 53 in case you, you want to go further down on the board. Now you have Petrie already selected. So yeah. you're going off the fact you already have that spot taken yeah. and you're going amongst those, the rest that are remaining here. Yeah, it really is. It looks like a black hole there for the secondary for corners and safeties. It's a little bit, uh, you know, and it doesn't look, uh, it looks like a, a, a you're reaching there. Um, I agree with Jay. I think a real a real need is backing up BJ Hill. You know, so I'm trying to find that athletic that athletic three technique. And uh I like the guy Mathis from Alabama, but he's too I mean, he's not I don't I don't think he's uh the athlete they're looking for in there that would uh that could play the three technique. I think he's a good run stopper and I think that's what they're relying on Shelvin to do. So I, I I'm you know I kind of like the uh, what, what what they say about Leal, the the guy from Texas A and M. You know, he's played he's played every spot on the line. Um, I guess there's some question if he could go inside. They think he's got some real possibilities on the edge, but he's got the size to do it inside, and he has done it. So I think I'm really I you know I think this might be the last best hope to grab that free technique. I think that could come in and uh, kind of help you out. So uh, I go Leal. Texas A&M there with that uh, with that second round pick. 
I like that. I mean, you know, there's it's it's going to be de- so much defense. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. find your defender. It's time for the defense to get young. Pick quality defenders and some of those spots that are out there. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong in those first couple of picks with taking a three technique because, like we've been saying, it's just so thin as that goes by and you feel like you need to check that box. I did with Logan Hall in the first round, and so I am in this in this scenario. I'm coming back with uh, Cam Taylor Britt from Nebraska. Yeah. To, to check pick. the corner, the cornerback box off. Finally, Zach Taylor gets a Nebraska guy. He's gonna he's gonna finally use all those contacts to his advantage, and every every piece of personality and character and culture checks out uh, from everybody he knows back there. And he brings in a, a corner. I just feel like that's a name that just continues to stand out to me. If they don't go corner in the first, as because there's not. A ton there. There's some other guys that have other issues, but that you don't like. But I, I just think he's got so much of what you need and would still be available, and can check that corner box. And you, and yeah, fourth corner. If Cam Taylor Richard fourth corner, he could be a guy who by week six, seven, eight is is in there and and starting over Eli Apple just as much as anybody else. Yeah, I, mean, we, uh, Jay, I like that up. pick a lot. Thanks, we, James. We both went three technique and round. I, that was going to be my pick here too, and I, I figured that's who you were going to take. Um, so I'm stuck between now the the O line and d- is it another Nebraska guy for Zach Taylor, or is it Parham from Memphis? And and I'm going to go Parham from Memphis. I mean, he, four four year starter, um, a, a guy that now in the second round, I, I think that's that's great competition for Jackson Carmen. He 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 gives you backup for Carmen. He gives you back up at anywhere he, he can back up at center he can kick to center they can move Karras out there there's so many options there and you, you you've got your biggest need addressed um I, I I'm a little leery of of passing on corner until round three but I'm not willing to to reach for Tariq Woolen in the second round hold my breath hope he's there in the third round um, which won't be for this exercise, but it, speaking in terms for the Bengals. So I'm going to go Dylan Parham um, with this pick. All right, Jake, you're up. I haven't been able to quit Nick Benito, the edge rusher from <laughs> Oklahoma, since I first saw him last year in draft preparation. Led college football, I think, in pass rush win rate, as at least as far as draft eligible edge rushers that generally translates to the NFL. He's incredibly athletic. There's a question I, I, I suppose about where he fits at six, three two forty eight in this defense. I just see him as a pass rushing guy early in his career. You put him out there in sub packages and I know that they have Joseph Osai coming back from injury, but adding another guy to that package, sign me up. Get, get all the pass rushers because we saw what happened last year when Trey Hendrickson had to go off the field first snap here or there. Mo, you're up. Well, Butch talked me out of uh, Fedarian Mathis, and I don't like uh, ignoring the three technique um, until my third round. But I, I got to be honest with you. I'm bored by my draft, so I'm taking a, a tight end. <laughs> I'm taking Trey McBride from Colorado State. Um, and here's, here's wow. why. Okay, very simple. So – 
I got Dane's uh, guide here, which is 7,000 pages. And he writes, McBride is a better version of Hayden Hurst. Well, that's cool because the Bengals have Hayden Hurst, so they have a better version of him. Um, I like the idea of a pass-catching tight end who can add an element of explosiveness and athleticism that uh, perhaps uh, CJ Uzama was not able to. Um, nothing against CJ, but I, I like the idea of just giving Joe Burrow a, another weapon. It's the best tight end in this class, according to many. I know a lot of people like the long-haired dude from UCLA, but all right, I got Hayden Hurst, and I got a better version of Hayden Hurst. Cool. And then we can stop throwing the football to uh, to Drew Sample, which would be great. So I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to liven up my draft, and uh, hopefully I get a three technique uh, in the next round. But, um, yeah, we're going to go Trey McBride, Colorado State. Mo, that's James, a great you? that's a great pick because that yeah. said something when they when they when they signed her, Zach said something interesting. He said he's kind of a, he's our tight end. He's what we're looking for in a tight end. No mm. shot on Uzama, but it seems like her seems to be like that kind of fits what this offense is looking for. So I mean, I wouldn't go that high with a tight end, but I think that's the kind of guy that they're. I think that's the kind of guy that is now in the Zach Taylor era more of a fit than uh, a guy like CJ. I do I like it. you pissing off the entire tight end room and with one broad brush <laughs> explanation of your piss. <laughs> First, I'm coming over top of you. I need a better you, and I don't want to throw to Drew Sample. Do you have any thoughts on Mitch Wilcox? Uh, well, they brought him back. I mean, I could anger a lot of people listening to this and throw some shade at Thaddeus Moss because yeah. there was like a one month stretch where, you know, I, I thought the Thaddeus Moss was going to be a combination of his dad and Rob Gronkowski at the tight end spot that those <laughs> dreams have not come to fruition. So I'm going to I'm going to stay with my guy, Trey. All right, James, you're picking in the second round. You have Daxton Hill uh, in so far. Where are you going next to play off? I, I'm going to not address. Uh, interior defensive line, and I'm not taking a corner because, again, we don't uh, we don't reach here at Rapine headquarters. Uh, Josh <laughs> Pascal of, of Kentucky. I'm going to take the edge rusher. Yeah, I, I do think he'd be able to kick inside a little bit in the NFL. Uh, Jake's right. They need to bolster their pass rush, whether it's on the inside or, or the edge, and I, I think Pascal could do that. So given who's already gone, uh, I think he's he's the best player available right now. What's, what's Butch doing? I don't know. He's walking around the room. <laughs> this is like this is like when when you see the uh, the war room cams, yeah, and you just see people walking around the back, and then you're like, oh, who's that person? They're talking to the GM. Like, Maybe they're plotting a trade. Are you guys yeah, that working is the on GM. it? That is the GM. <laughs> is, is she told you you need to make a trade? <laughs> uh, we're just gonna end hey, this Butch, on the third. Hey Butch, who did I pick? I, uh, you took the, you took back, you took a uh, passion. I, I gotta be honest with you. I'd rather her make the pick push. So can she slide in for round three? Yeah. Huh? Uh, we're going to end it. We're going to end this on round three. So let's just do one, one more round through in the sake of time. Uh, and so let, James, you are up, uh, with your, your third round pick here. You've got Hill okay. and Pascal in, in, in the barn. And then where where's my range here? Because I'm trying to be, you know, for the sake Your of range is Dane's mock draft. Eighty five, eighty five on, on. Okay. eighty five okay. on. Perfect. Well, then let me let me just make sure here. Yeah, I'm doing it. We already addressed safety. And uh, well, he's got you want to talk about the all name draft. It's a guy that uh, a lot of Cincinnatians are familiar with, and he certainly would be taken high. So the fact that you can get him in round three uh, from a name perspective is a steal. But I do think he could contribute. 
as a rookie if you need him to and certainly help. So I'm going to take Kobe Bryant, finally address the corner spot, uh, certainly can play in, on the outside in the NFL. Does he unseat Eli Apple as a rookie? No, maybe not. But now I got a guy in Daxton Hill that can be your backup nickel and then in three safety looks. So you get a guy like Kobe Bryant and bolster the secondary and man, three straight defensive players. I don't know what the hell I'm thinking. I'm going to go. I'm going to hit rewind and pick George Pickens because this is BS. Right. What did you do with my God? It's just a UC Homer pick is all it is. That's that's fine. That's fine. Um, is it a homer pick? I needed a corner. You did need you, a you corner, got, but it is. Take, I, it, I mean, it is picking someone from the University of Cincinnati. I'm just you, saying. You, you go ahead and take McCollum, all right? I'm taking a guy by the name of Kobe Bryant. We'll see. Zion? Goes. You're going to like act like Zion isn't a cool name? It, it's a cool name, but not who's Kobe better? Bryant. Yeah, Kobe Bryant or Zion. We're not going to turn this into a Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan debate. We're not going to do this. Uh, Mo. Oh. You're you're up. Can I just assume? Can I just write punt God? Well, I mean, had we had we done this as planned and gone to four rounds, yes. I know. I mean, we did. Gonna, now I'm putting you in a spot. Yeah, let's do it. Punt God. What the hell? I'll stay on brand, okay? Oh my Look, God. I, Thank we you. We went to the Super Bowl last year on the strength of defense and special teams, which is hypocritical for me to mention because I just took a tight end. Uh, so everybody laughs at, at uh, Evan McPherson, right? All the Bengals take a kicker, and they, then the guy makes like the four biggest kicks in the history of the franchise. Um, and he made headlines for watching the halftime show during the Super Bowl, which I think is cool as hell, and he shouldn't get crap for it. So we, we go to the Super Bowl on the strength of elite special teams play in defense. Um, I love Kevin Huber. I, I don't know that much about Drew Chrisman because he's never healthy and didn't kick in any games, uh, but Ohio State fans love him. So here's, I'm going to check off every box. We're going to send Kevin off into retirement. God bless Kevin Huber. We're going to piss off the Ohio State fans. We're not going to give Drew Chrisman a chance. We're going <laughs> to piss off the people who think it's dumb to draft a punter, including everybody on this podcast. And I'm taking punt God, and we're going to have the best kicker. And I, I don't know if he could hold. And so that might be a problem, but I don't care. Somebody can hold. Can Brandon Allen hold? Can somebody else on the team hold? Maybe my guy, the, the, the tight end I just drafted, maybe he can hold. I don't know. I'll figure that out. I have the best punter on the planet. I have the best kicker on the planet. And this defense is maybe going to be pretty decent. It's not going to be elite. Let's help out the defense a little bit and get the best punter on the planet and pin everybody inside the 10-yard line and just absolutely crank booming kicks when we have to. I know they don't plan on punting all that much. Hopefully, they don't punt all that much. But if they do, let's have the best dude on the earth, on the, in the universe, punt God. Uh, he's my guy. We're taking him with the, the third pick. And and then if we had a fourth-round pick, I would be the UC homer and take my Jay Sanders, assuming he's not going to jump off sides anymore. But uh, I'm taking punt God round three. I think what I like about this is we will plan to punish you with hang time tweets and training camp uh, yeah. that you will have oh. to react to live. Uh, and that's that's really what this is about for me. There's nothing that I enjoy more than sitting there doing my show, reading the tweets of you guys from training camp practices and mocking all of them. So <laughs> I I immensely hope that punt God is here. So I, I like find the first time he shanks one off the side of his foot. And then everybody just laughs at me. So, yeah, punt God, round three. Let's make it happen. What <laughs> Who cares if they when... don't just bring back Larry Ogunjobi to play backup defensive tackle? Who cares? Give me the punt God. <laughs> what happens when Drew Christman beats out Matt Razor for the starting job and oh. we have a Jake Elliott situation on our hands? I'm just uh, kidding. Is, is that, would that hold the whole city captive like it did that yes. Labor Day weekend in 2017 <laughs> when it felt has. like the city was at a damn standstill because we were just hanging on pins and needles? Is it going to be Jake Elliott or Randy Bullock? And it felt like nobody could function in this town until we figured that out. 
Did you see how close Jake Elliott came to making that 78-yarder, Mo? It was this no. close against the Colts. Yeah, no, I, I stopped caring about Jake Elliott. I wasn't watching that last god-awful preseason game when that was the only thing that counted. It didn't matter to me. And by the way, they got it right, right? They got it right with Randy Bullock. All he did was buy time for the greatest kicker in the history of the sport. And uh, so now we're going to have the greatest punter in the history of the sport, and I'm standing by it. Let's not forget all the games that Randy Bullock lost for the team that allowed them to get Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Let's not discount Correct. that. Correct. I mean, he's yes. right up there in the Ryan Finley Hall of Fame, okay? <laughs> where these you need these guys. They are yes. key pieces to build your team. There should be they should be hanging there with those other big pixelated photos right inside of Paul Brown Stadium, the heroes of of the And if he doesn't break both of his calf muscles in the first game of the season in 2020, <laughs> perhaps the Bengals are like, uh-uh, we're not taking a kicker. We'll just bring back Randy or somebody like him. So, yeah. But, I mean, and I know they're not taking the punter. I get it. And and it's silly to even suggest it in the third round. But, again, like, they made the Super Bowl last year on the heels of great defense, opportunistic defense at least, and killer special teams play. They scored five touchdowns in those three postseason games they won. So, you could laugh at the idea of a guy being taken uh, with a draft pick that kicks the ball for a living but imagine if it's just some random kicker and not Evan McPherson. So why settle for some random punter and not a guy who is regarded as the greatest who's ever booted one in the history of the sport? So let's do it. Did Daner tell you they weren't taking a punter? Are you, are you listening to Daner now? Every time <laughs> I bring that. it up, he gets mad at me. And, do that. and then, and then the people on it. Twitter get mad at me. I mean, <laughs> stop mentioning punt guy. Like, There's you realize, more than one punter, too. Oh, here we go. They get mad at me on social media. showing up. What about the other punters, James says? Hey, just saying. There's three punters. There's three draftable punters. You never know. I People can't believe how much time we got to move on. We, we just got to. Punt we guy. just have to. <laughs> By the way, how did Kevin Huber punt in the Super Bowl? Not oh, good. Great. Come on. Wasn't great. <laughs> Save us. I mean, you don't want to talk more about how no. Matt Arezzo might not even be the other punter right number now. One just... punter <laughs> in this draft. Here they're, comes they're... the punter run. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I'm between offensive line and tight end here, and then I'm between two tight ends, and I'm going to bank on the youth and the upside and the projection of Jeremy Ruckert here. And I think this is something the Bengals could do too and take a bit of a controversial, perhaps pick, widely divisive opinions on Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State. But I like the projection, and I like that he has time to develop at least for a year, and it sometimes takes tight ends some time just over 21 years old corner edge rusher tight end i'm missing three tech hopefully i can find that somewhere later and that's going to be another uc guy if i can but we're not going beyond the third round curtis gotcha. brooks by the way for the record curtis brooks for the record like that uh jay let's let's keep it rolling uh yeah this is going to be more need based than bpa just because you I feel like they have to get a corner in the first three rounds. I don't have one yet after taking Wyatt and Parham. So I'm going to go Zion McCollum, five-year starter. Um, you know, he he can beat out Eli Apple at some point. It's kind of the same conversation we had earlier. He's not a guy that you expect to come in and win the starting job day one, but he can over the course of the season. He can give you good depth. Um, they, they like – I don't say they like, but they're not opposed to these small school guys. I, I think – um, that would be a a really solid pick. I know Josh Williams is right there too, Fayetteville State. But I Sam Houston or uh, Zion McCollum at Sam Houston State 
had way more experience in college. Like I said, five-year starter. I think he, he steps in and he can, he can be a factor right off the bat, even if he's not a starter. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I've got Hall and Britt and now I need competition for Jackson Carmen. So, uh, and, and some center guard depth, like you guys, some of you guys have taken Cole strange from Chattanooga mm-hmm. is my pick. I, I don't, I think they're going to love the, he's got that glass. Like you can hear Frank Pollock calling him a glass eater right now. You know, when you read, read everything in, in Dane Brugler's write up about him and he's small school Chattanooga, but I don't think that they're going to care about that as much when you feel like they've got the attitude that they need and some of the, the measurables. So, uh, I think the intangible stuff is going to make him uh, a bright name on their board. So, and at that point in the draft, it's kind of the type of stuff you're looking at. And uh, so, Cole Strange. When you said all name team, James, I was nervous that you were going to steal Cole Strange from me. But again, I just realized you're just allegiant to Kobe Bryant, and that's fine. Wow. No, I that's just fine. had to get a. I just had to get a corner. The, the good news is, is Daxton Hill is better than anybody you guys got except Punk God. So I'll be okay. Thank you, <laughs> Butch. Uh, round us out here uh, with your third round pick. You've got Petrie and Demarvin Leo in in the house. Where are you going with your last one here? Yeah, I got I got to get a safety. I'm kind of discouraged the way I'm looking at it now. I was because, uh, uh, like I say, Petrie. I'm not sure he can play the outside. Probably can't play the outside. So I come out of this thing. I don't have an outside corner. But I w- I'd like a safety. If you were going Cincinnati name, by the way, at this point, you could go for Purdue wide receiver David Bell was a Cincinnati name. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with a UC Homer pick myself. I'm going to go with mm-hmm. safety Brian Cook. Yes, love it. Um, plays love it. Uh, plays a little bit of everything. He's one of those guys, right? They go one high. He can play the zone, right? That's uh, what the scouting reports say, and uh, looks like he'd be a good fit for what they do here. And Seems like a solid, uh, solid player. So I think that'd be, I think uh, Dane's got him going 90. Oh, he's got, a, he's actually got the Bengals taking him. I didn't realize that. I just saw him as a 95th player. So that'd be about right here, I guess. So I, I need a safety. I go Cook, the hometown guy. My favorite player on the team as a Bearcat yeah, like fan, w- without, without question. And in the, uh, in the Tulane game, when he missed snaps, there was a drop off. Brian Cook's excellent. Uh, my, my favorite player and favorite guy on last year's team. And that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah, If they go corner and then defensive line rounds one, two or vice versa. And they're looking safety in round three. If Brian cooks there, I, I would kind of be surprised if they don't take him unless someone really falls. Cause he, he would make a lot of sense. Did we learn anything today, guys? If you don't get a corner in the second round, not taking a corner in the first round is going to be a little painful. If you want a corner. What we learned is I would be a terrible general manager, but I'd be a hell of a lot of fun. (laughs) We want you, we want you in the draft room, but we just don't want you making the picks. Yeah. 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 Like I'm I'm the guy, I'm the guy you want coming like on the guy's trip, but you don't want me to do any planning. You don't want me making any decisions. God knows you don't want me driving. That's kind of how I am in this process. My draft, my three drafts, how many players did I take? Three. Three. Four. Yeah. You well, took, we because we, well, we had and round one B. Rounds, don't forget round yeah. one B. My my picks were more fun than anybody else's. I mean, I really haven't made the team any better, but I, my picks are more fun <laughs> than anybody else's, and that's honestly what I am for. Yeah. By the way, Jake just throwing shade at Kobe Bryant is really disrespectful. He's the mean. best. You got the defensive one back corner in that college like, football. I think can play early in his career after the second round. Shade at Zion McCollum. 
Yep. Sam okay. Houston State is okay. Sa- Sam Houston State uh, uh, fan base that we have. We do have a lot of Sam Houston State <laughs> listeners on our podcast. I'm about to be mad. <laughs> they are so mad. They're going <laughs> to fill up the comments. Oh, no. <laughs> There's no doubt. Uh, you guys, thanks so much for spending more time uh, than we have this week uh, to join this silly exercise. I hope uh, it was had any redeeming value for you. Probably not, but at least we did it. Guys, you really helped me. I want to thank you very much for uh, having me on. You didn't have to. And clearly, I added nothing. But I did learn a lot from all you guys. And uh, thank you for having me on. Jake, I think you're, I think you're dead on about the corners, too. I think that's a uh, – I think they're – I think uh, – loved, I think in a, in a – I think we'd all like to wake up with Elon, wouldn't we? Of course, we won't wake up. We'll be, uh, we'll be getting up, and, we'll be, and they'll be drafting Elon at, at, at 11.58. I hope it's yeah, not I think they want. I think they want a corner. I think in a perfect world they would take a corner at thirty-one. You know, we know they're not going to force it, but they've got to have their guy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whoever it is, I don't know. Who, who's their awesome. guy? I don't know. You, I don't know. Maybe go down the hall, guy. Butch. Tell me. <laughs> go down the hall. Come back on the podcast and let us know who the guy is. And then when yeah. they tell you the guy, ask him if Daxton Hill's higher on their board. I just want to <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have some other questions. Uh, Real quick. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you guys so much for spending your time and and doing this. I hope I hope we enjoyed it, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you guys later, and we'll see you Thursday night. It's a good thing that we all kind of have distinctive voices, uh, <laughs> and it wasn't too many people where you didn't know what was going on. But with, I think we I think everybody everybody could follow. Um, I did enjoy Butchie just walking around his war room while we all <laughs> while we all talked pacing. I think he was just grinding the picks. I think he went what? to throw a pin. <laughs> no pens were thrown. Uh, it was great having everybody on. Thanks so much for taking that much time during a busy week uh, to do this with us. I, I think I loved my main takeaway, Jay, was I, I love hearing the different perspectives, people that have kind of been seeing things differently through how they view the Bengals approach, how they view the team, you know, the players and everything else. And And I think there's obviously the main takeaway of, just get some defensive playmakers, you know, just get defensive playmakers, focus on that and, and have that be where all of this starts. And in that we knew that um, the amount, the focus on safety, I think is more than you and I have been viewing it as. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was an interesting look at it too. Yeah, it was interesting. And and another thing that was interesting, not a single wide receiver picked in any of those. And, and, I get it with the way the Bengals are stacked with their starters there, but you know someone like Dotson who could potentially be a first round pick. I was a little surprised that nobody went off the board and, and went wide receiver. And then the other, my other big takeaway is Mo Egger has Joe Burrow somewhere third or lower as the reason the Bengals made the Super Bowl because he kept saying it was defense <laughs> and special teams that got him there. I'm like, well, what, what about Burrow? What about Chase? So <laughs> I love it. Uh, also, you know, I, I think when you ended up looking at the universe of corners, you know, I it's it's hard to really know. We know historically, you start getting into that third round with cornerbacks, and, and you're going to have a tough time finding guys that are going to rise up to a certain level. And that was ended up being discussed there at the end was, you know, I don't think defensive tackle or corner felt good in the third round. Mm-mm. And it 
it made me very happy that I had Logan Hall and Cam Taylor Britt already in the house and could start going elsewhere with that. And I just feel like, you know what? With safety, I can draft a safety in the middle rounds that can come in and be your third or fourth safety this year. And then next year, I can deal with next year's problems next year. And I, I sound like myself in my 20s. But, like, uh, I just – I can hit free agency next year if I need to. I can realize I need to be more aggressive with Von Bell or Jesse Bates if I need to. I can go higher in the draft next year if I need to at safety and get by. I just I, – I tend to have I, I, a less – of a feeling of a need to be aggressive. Although I, that's no offense to the safeties that were taken in the first, you know, we were talk about the guys that came off the board for everybody there. Uh, I just tend to push that further down when I'm starting to think about, because of what we just talked about defensive tackles and, and cornerbacks and how thin and how quick and how quickly that gets thin. Yeah, I was the same way. And really the, we had Brisker, and I think that's Dane's number one safety of the guys that are available in this exercise, and no one took him. Um, that that was interesting, but I was kind of a, the same mindset you were that it, it defensive tackle and corner were the two that you you really had to get in in that in those first three rounds, and I was I was ready. I mean. Cam Taylor Britt, I was all on him, but I knew you were going to take him. I just, we've talked through this enough that I knew that was going to be, you were going to take him one pick ahead of me. That's why I went Dylan Parham in the second round and waited to get Zion McCollum in the third. But it does. It, we talked about this on last week's show, the, the, the chances that they go defense, defense, or even defense, defense, defense in this draft. And I, I punted that and then took Dylan Parham in the second round. But I still think there's a, a very good chance if, depending on how high they are on Brisker, if he is there in the second round, if they, they would go him. Um, but, but it was, it wasn't the way this thing played out. It, I was not tempted to go safety. I, I, I was, I'm happy. And maybe we should post these and, and let definitely the readers pick, which is their favorite. I like um, but I was happy with the way mine played out. I was too. It was, and it was, I mean, I think that in our mock drafts that we've been doing in our draft strategy series, these have like I look at these as the names that I we've been listing, you know, and that mm-hmm. have kind of stood out to me. Does that mean any of them are going to be selected? No, I mean you we don't you don't know specifically where they have. I think you know the the edge discussion is a really interesting one uh, where there's there's a lot of, there's just a lot of them, and that's what stands out most to me. There's just a lot of edge rushers. I mean, we had a, a lot of them available there in the first round uh, that could have gone. You had some of them there as, as the draft. There's just – we've seen, and where, where have we seen this team go that direction historically? We know the history of no first-round defensive linemen and so many of their edge rushers, their, their quality ones, they have taken in the middle rounds. And so I, I think – I would that would be surprising to me to see an edge rusher go in the first, but um, none of us did that unless people are counting Logan Hall as yeah. as as maybe kind of a little bit of both there. But he, he wouldn't fit, you know, some of the other. I guess we had what, what did we have round one B had Abakiti, 
Caden, mm-hmm. excuse me, uh, from Penn State go. But that was really it. What did yeah. you think about round 1B? What did you think about that universe? Because we talked so much about trade back. I liked the group. Until it got to the end, I, I and, and I, I don't know, everybody has their different feelings on guys, which, like the, the short arms McCreary thing, talking about Kenyon Green, we're selling ourselves on Kenyon Green here. Um, you know, you can, you, there's, there, there was a very much a sensed difference when you talk about the difference between Daxton Hill, Andrew Booth, and Roger McCreary, Kenyon Green, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, because we, the, the, the one variable that always comes up with when you talk about trading back is how far. And, Basically, we, we had six people picking. So even if you only go back six picks, then you're in that Kenyon Green, Roger McCreary territory. Now, the, the Bengals could have a different view of it than the, the way that this shook out. But yes, it does. It, it get, I, don't, I don't know if uncomfortable is the right word, but it gets a little dicier, even going back that few spots. I still think that there's a decent chance they make that trade if, if the offer comes in, but it's it's going to have to come down to way the way that that first round the first 30 picks play out and how many as duke tobin said how many guys in their initial bucket are still there that they would feel good enough that they would get at least one of them by trading back however many spots it is and and an interesting thing the the, the way the the beat writer mock draft played out is if a team didn't if a team had a first round pick, they were done and they kind of tapped out. They weren't paying attention. So anybody picking before th- from 33 to 38 wasn't really in the market for a trade. I was going to trade with the, I wanted to propose a trade with the bears at 39 and you're talking about falling back eight spots. But the thing is the bears have no third round picks uh, or I'm sorry, no fourth round picks. So that the issue would have been just swapping picks with them in the third round. Nothing really played out. It, it sounds great. Trade back, get the extra picks, but there's a lot of other things at play, and and one of them is is what we found out here in this exercise that the the, the pool shrinks considerably, even if you go back five six picks. One thing you know, we talked to Duke Tobin and Zach Taylor over the last couple of days, and there's two wide receivers names that came up as part of discussions that I think are interesting in a, in, in a greater sense. One was T Higgins in that. You know, they, this is obviously comparable to the T. Higgins pick a couple of years ago. The only time they didn't trade back, we discussed this last week, and I just think that's what this is going to come down to. Like you said, when you look at the first thirty picks, is is T. Higgins on the board, or isn't T. Higgins not on the board? And you see a bunch of guys who look the same to you, and nothing that stands out. Um, or you know, T. Higgins and Michael Pittman. You know, where you know both of those guys are probably going to be gone if you move back five or six picks and you feel like you're going down a significant tier. And it, it's as much as we all just pretended to know, we nobody knows. Like nobody knows specifically how many guys are in that tier 2A for the Bengals. You know, I, I believe that they won't have one of their – maybe they'll have a – maybe, maybe they have one guy who they have a first-round grade on for them specifically still on the board. If that's the case, it's easy. It's how many people are in your tier and what's the compensation look like potentially. And the other one is Marvin Jones got brought up by Duke Tobin on Friday. And it was a name that made sense to be brought up because this is the draft where they're absolutely trying to replicate 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Find this year's Marvin Jones. 
mid to late round receiver who can come in and take a year to figure it out, and then you love who he is the next year or two beyond that. They got Marvin Jones in the fifth round. Maybe that's where they're going again. I don't think it is by coincidence that that name was brought up in in that interview. It just, even though it was not necessarily about that topic, I do think it's, that name has probably been on the mind lately when people start thinking about, well, how should we approach this receiver situation? We need a fourth guy, whatever that is. Marvin Jones, that's who they're looking for. Mm. This year's Marvin Jones. And it, do they double up on it? Do they go four and six, five and seven, four or five? Um, I don't do they think take so. Multiple I shots? mean, you never know. I mean, if they added picks, I, I, yeah. I would say if they add picks, if they do trade back and add picks on day three, I think that opens up a double up at any position, including receiver. If they don't, I'd have a hard time seeing it being anything other than one of those top positional needs that everybody just discussed in that exercise. You know? The reason I think they might is because we we keep talking all the time about that the guy with the double potential as a as a returner and a receiver, and a lot of times that lends itself to more of the smaller slot type of guys. And I do think that they would be interested in kind of that Marvin Jones type too, a guy that can stretch the field and be more of a downfield threat. Where maybe they would go, they would double up. Um, one other thing that's kind of apples oranges to our exercise to what would really happen that with one B is we're all picking guys that are that make sense for the Bengals that's not going to be the case at 33 through 38 or wherever it is that all these teams have all these different needs so it's not like you're going to see all these corners and defensive linemen going off the board it could happen but it's not going to play out quite the way our draft did because everybody's picking for the same team so it's kind of the the same bucket of players yeah uh, this was fun, though. I I, yeah. I feel like there was a, a, a lot to take away from the different universes of names that you were comparing against each other. Um, and and again, the reason I did top twenty five consensus that first round is like you just this first round is wild, man. Like you mm. just don't know that. I mean, there will be names. I can almost guarantee it'd be fun to see how many. Maybe that's a run pass. How many names that we just had on our will not be available list there between the consensus mock draft and, and Dane's top 25 will be available at 31. And that throws all of this, all these names, it throws it all off, right? You know, the no Daxton Hill or, but, but you would have Linderbaum or Karlaftis or any of these guys, you know, that, that would be available. Uh, we, we don't know, but I, it's a very wide open. Nobody quite knows what to expect first round between the unknowns of the quarterbacks, the unknowns of how aggressive people will be considering what happened at the receiver position and the unknowns uh, of the top 10 being a crapshoot. All of that has major ripple effects all the way down to 31. And so we'll, we'll see how that all plays out on Thursday. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And it's, it's, it's a tough one to predict, but this was a, a fun one to try to go through. A really interesting betting number would be once this is going to come out Wednesday, the the athletic beat writers mock draft number of players that go in the first round that aren't in the first round of that mock draft, because these are people that are plugged in with their teams. They know their their what the traits they like. They know what their needs are. They it. It feels like it should be a low number, but the way this draft is constituted, you get to the second half of the first round and it's, you know, 
more than half of those guys could end up not actually going in the first round. It could be different names. It's going to be a huge wild card this year. And I, I think that plays in the Bengals' favor. Um, maybe the the names that you th- – exactly with my pick, with Devontae Wyatt. You Names you think may not be there are going to be there, and names that maybe you think are going to be there in the second round won't be there even in the first round. Who who were you choosing between in the beat writer mock draft when you went up at thirty one? I I know you ended up with Hall. Who, yeah, who, it 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 was Logan Hall and, and Kyler Gordon. Yeah. Um, Booth and Elam were already off the board. Um, I, so I was, I was, I mean, I was really hoping Devontae Wyatt was going to slide. I think he went twenty seven or twenty eight. It was it it was it kept getting later because I, I think the Steelers are in play there if they don't go quarterback and Kaboli, who's criticized every mock draft that takes the Steelers taking a quarterback at twenty, took a quarterback at twenty and went against <laughs> his own words. Um, but I do, I think that's the big one that Bengals fans, if if he slides past the Steelers, then then maybe there's a chance why it would fall that far. But that's who I was. I was with Logan Hall and with Kyler Gordon. And I just I thought again that 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 backup three tech and a guy that can give you edge depth that it's just that's the number one need. As much as a corner um, sounds like it's a top need, it, I, I still prioritize D-line over corner. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I'm excited for Thursday for the fact that we can stop doing these pretend exercises <laughs> and start actually analyzing and explaining why things happened the way they did. A reminder of everything we've got going on this week. Draft starts Thursday at 8 o'clock. Um, we, on Thursday afternoon, you will have questions about what's going to happen that night, and we'll do our best to answer them live room, 11.15 a.m. Thursday morning. Come on in in your lunch hour, and we'll be talking through what to expect from the draft Thursday night. We will have a walkout podcast after each day of picks. Uh, so come on and check those out every single day, and we'll recap what happened, what to look for the next day, and uh, everything we're hearing from coaches and the players uh, from inside Paul Brown Stadium, where Jay and I will be stationed throughout the weekend talking to everybody involved in these picks. Um, and then next Monday, we'll have the live room again. So come back for that. Questions about everything that went down. and really excited for our live show at 50 West Brewing Company next Tuesday, May 3rd, 7 p.m., Bengals Director of College Scouting, Mike Potts, joining us down there to break down the path to the Bengals draft and talk through everything that went down and uh, throughout the entire offseason, really. Mike does a fantastic job. It's going to be great to have him down there with us, and uh, we hope to see you, too. Pop a couple of cold ones and uh, talk a little bit about the AFC Championship Bengals draft hall with somebody that has a up-close view of it from beginning to end. So excited about all that. Should be absolutely fun, and uh, it'll be great. So we will talk to everybody in the live room on Thursday. Thanks again to James and Mo and Jake and Butchie, uh, Jeff Hobson, for joining us. Um, It was a lot of fun today, and I hope you all enjoyed it. So have a good one, everybody.